A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis. Happy Christmas. Sorry, Merry Christmas to everyone. I hate it when people say Happy Christmas. It's Happy Why? New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, right. okay. Merry, Merry New Christmas. Merry New Christmas to all of you. Every single one of you at home, I hope you opened your advent calendar on the first today and you had the most delicious chocolate. But for you, lukewarm Luke Owen, I hope in your advent calendar comprised by you and your wife, you got a little small, tiny turd. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. Joke's on you, mate. Haven't got an advent calendar this year, have I? Ah. That's more depressing. Yeah, it is a little bit, isn't mm. it? Yeah, joke, joke's definitely still on me. Uh, but no, hello, hello. Uh, happy December to you. Uh, it is, as Andy Williams once told us, the most wonderful time of the year. I actually listened to that song this morning, along with Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis, and, of course, the absolute banger, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You, as part of like my, my Christmas playlist that I have been curating for the last 10 years on Spotify. Every year, take a song out add a new song in i've now think i've created a perfect christmas playlist it's a one in one out policy no 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 i mean like sometimes you'll take some songs out sometimes you'll add some songs in it's not like a it's not an exclusive nightclub style thing it is just you know like i get to a year and you know what that song has not stood the test of time that's got to come off the playlist that song on the other hand is a bit of a banger that is going to go into the playlist where does Baby It's Cold Outside fall oh. with its insinuations of uh, date rape? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it is a troublesome song. I but, love it. You know, <laughs> I like, love the Tom song. Jones, Tom Jones is great and Karis Matthews is also great and they do a very, very lovely rendition of it. Oh, you go for that version. Which, which one do you go for? I go for the Elf soundtrack version. Oh, that is a great one. Yeah, with oh. Will Ferrell and uh, Zooey Deschanel. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that so sweet. Sense. But there's yeah, also, there's... Um, I don't even know who sings the version. It's an old person. Like a crooner. Well, Tom Jones is like king of the crooners, no, though, isn't he? Older Bless than him. that, like 50s. I, I go for the Tom Jones Keris Matthews one because right at the end of it, Keris Matthews goes, bloody freezing, in it? And it really makes me laugh every time. Road rage. You're giving me road rage. And help me, I'm under the sea. 
is what it sounds like she's trying to say. I've crashed my car off a bridge into the river. That's an excellent impersonation. You. should be very proud of that. One of um, my right. many excellent impersonations. I mean, flawless impersonations. Um, well, we've got to get into the main show itself, talking about Raw, which was a fine show, I guess. <laughs> Some troubling things on there. Here it is. Um, this is a restarted stream. Thank you to everyone who's popped over. Uh, I guess it must be Fakador, right? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it, it possibly can't be Fakador, though, surely, because he's not around, no, though, is he? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. No, no, uh, but anyway, no, no, no. let's get back. Let's get back to uh, our, our Elias and Jeff Hardy chat. We'll just do the whole thing again. Because a lot of people watch this on catch up on demand, so we'll we'll go through all of that lovely wrestling discussion. We'll see how artificially we can recreate this chat. Uh, don't oh, worry yeah. about all your ultra chats as well. We've got that all in here, and we will still read out every single one of them before the end of the stream. So Jeff Hardy took on Elias in a symphony of destruction match last night, in what was billed to be the latest climax <laughs> to their feud. I think this one could be, though. Although, is it because, like, we didn't really get a, a conclusion to whether or not it was Jeff? Because that's what Elias' whole beef was, right? Mm. Is that he still thinks it's the Jeff, the one that run him down. So is this now the conclusion of it? Like, we didn't actually get to finish that story. We had the guitar on a pole match a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, well, that's the end, surely. But I did then, say that it wouldn't be, though. Yeah, you did. God damn it. But now we've got a Symphony of Destruction match here. And that is a match where there's a load of instruments, musical instruments around the ring, drums, guitars, amplifiers to use as weapons. Um, if you're not familiar with a Symphony of Destruction match, you might be familiar with a Sudden Death Symphony <clears throat> of Destruction match. They're the same thing. Here's a bit of a, a Quizlemania thing for you. I actually had to Google this, so I didn't have the answer. But can you name me the two other Symphony of Destruction matches? Well, there's a Braun Strowman one, right? Braun Strowman yeah. versus Elias, that great shot of Braun with the double bass. That one I did get. The other one, though, the other one, remarkably, no kidding, happened this year. What? Yeah, apparently the other, Smackdown. One happened, the other one happened in February, apparently. And it was on Smackdown? I'm going to assume it was, yes. Baron Corbin. <laughs> no, but good guess. Who was it? What was it? It was um, uh, Elias and Braun Strowman tag-teaming together to take on Cesara and Nakamura. Wow. Cesara. The feminine Cesara. form of Cesaro. <laughs> so, yeah, what Cesaro. so what happened in this match? It feels... I hate... I hate having organic conversations that we have to repeat because everyone, I'm going to say the exact same stuff. Just bear with me, everyone who's already seen this conversation. I'm sorry. As soon as I started watching this match, I got a sense of the tone. The tone is, it's slightly comedic. There was a 24-7 title spot. There were plectrums used as brass knuckles. There was a bit where, what was it, what was it, Luke? Uh, it, so there was an amplifier plugged in on the outside and uh, Elias had snapped off the, 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 the 
a neck of a guitar. He went to stab Jeff with it, but Jeff moved out the way. So Elias stabbed it into the amplifier and electrocuted himself. So zany, zany stuff. Stuff that you can, you know, you've got all of those little smoke and mirror bits. You don't actually have to put your body on the line in these sorts mm -hmm. of matches. You gimmick everything. Yes. Uh, but that was the setup spot that Jeff Hardy put in Elias on a, on a table in the corner of the ringside area. And he climbs up to the, the top of the ring post, not the top turnbuckle, but the ring post. As soon as he went up there, I was like, oh my God, what is he doing? There is no way he's, there's not enough space for him to hit a swanton bomb here because the steel steps are directly between them. So Jeff hits the swanton bomb. Lo and behold, he hits Elias. Thankfully, Elias takes, well, I guess it sucks for Elias. Elias takes the brunt of that but Jeff's head goes whack back onto the whack bat, uh, fantastic Mr. Fox reference, right back onto the steel steps. Yeah, and it was just, it was so reckless in a way. Like, I mean, I'd say in a way, just totally reckless because if you're going to do this spot, move the stairs. Mm. It's quite a simple, simple solution to this. You just move the stairs out of the way. Do it on one of the corners where the steps weren't there. Or just like, just yeah, the steps didn't need to be there for this spot to work. If anything, the spots just made it more dangerous. Now, do we want to test fate? Do we want to push fate by playing the clip again? Let's try. We're trying something new, folks. We're going to try and play a WWE clip. Oh, Maybe. We're, only, we're only five minutes into this stream. We're pretty sure what, what went wrong with the last one, if it isn't Fagador, is... Uh, our producer's internet went down. Uh, which so we, hopefully yeah. it's not the WWE copyright team. So here is the clip. There's Jeff up there top. Oh, look. It's like, look, we're commentating over it. Vintage Hardy. Then, oh, oh crap the crack of the back of the head on there. <laughs> it's set the what, still up, so we seem to be fine. <laughs> what's weird is how similarly this mirrors Matt Hardy's behavior in AEW. Like now is the time in the Hardy's career where they should be reining it in. This is where you become a smarter worker. You don't do these sorts of spots. And they are, they're becoming, they're not more reckless. They are the same level of reckless, but their bodies aren't capable to withstand that kind of style anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, Sean, uh, SRS posted up, uh, you know, like, this is the, he's been watching Jeff do swantons for 20 years, and this is the most dangerous swanton he's ever seen him do. And people were, like, sending him, like, gifts and stuff, the ones he was doing in TNA, where he was doing them off, like, you know, these massive structures and stuff. But, like, I agree with Sean, those were so much safer, because there was, like, this huge, like, safe space for him to land into. Like, they gimmicked everything to within an inch of its life. So he was going to just land on what was essentially Play-Doh. Like, he was just going to just land on like you know uh, like, like polystyrene stuff he was going to be very safe this on the other hand was a needless stairs in the way i can't remember how much of this ended up onto the stream but srs reported that jeff was fine like you know he was walking around backstage fine he you know finished the match in a way he pinned uh, elias he walked to the back of his own steam but uh, Meltzer said that he has had a concussion test done. We just won't know the results of that until a couple of days if they do announce what those results were, which, you know, it may be that they don't just tell us what those results were and they just sort of keep it very internal. So, yeah, there could be a possibility where, you know, that Jeff got a concussion off the back of this in what I would argue is needlessly so. Yeah. Something I... it could have easily been avoided. Yeah, totally. It's, it's weird because... 
this is kind of part of the same thing here. I I think the last couple of weeks of Raw have been pretty good because they've they've really actually paid attention to stuff. Uh, last week we saw it, this week we saw it a bunch, just matches that are never going to get to pay-per-view, but have sort of video packages. And they're just mm. on an episode of TV. And that's what Elias and Jeff Hardy got. This was sort of a pay-per-view level, if you know what I mean, a pay-per-view treatment for a TV match. And I think that's that's so refreshing to see from Raw. Unfortunately, Jeff went out and did a pay-per-view level dangerous spot. Which yeah. it just like like you said, what's the point? It's against Elias. It's on a throwaway episode of Raw in the opening match. Ollie Davis, Elias is going to be a main event star. Do you remember, like they WWE had plans for him to be the next main mm -hmm. events mm -hmm. level talent that they've got on the show. You can't just say that it's against Elias. Uh, well, that's uh... do you know, do you know what, actually what my biggest bugbear of this match was though. Yeah. My biggest bugbear of this match is that they did a rope break spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, they literally showed you in this match with the finish that it was false count anywhere. And they did a rope break spot. Like, what are the rules? What are the rules? Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzlemania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Amorons. And um, let's see what you guys thought on this episode of Raw in the Ultra Chats. Get your ultra chats in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. There's no more super chats for YouTube. They take too much money. Now, in the document here. I'm going to assume your last words on the off stream were miracle because that is all everyone is saying in the chat. So our little uh, production document here, Mod Mother Jenna has told me, the chat is begging to know what Ollie was going to say about a miracle it was the only phrase that came through after the first stream dropped out. Uh, it's a miracle he wasn't injured more. But isn't hey. it a Christmas miracle that we're all back here talking about wrestling together? Yeah. Wait, I debuted my new tea cozy on that. It's gone. It's all we're gone forever. Have to delete that stream now. It's already been deleted. I've already got rid of it, mate. Sad. Uh, right, let's get into these Ultra Chats. Matthew Makovsky. Hello, lads. A few things. I'm waiting for Alexa to take an RKO. It would further, further the storyline big time. Styles versus Mac and Fart going to be a banger. Even match of the year candidate. Next thing is where do we think Vince takes Drew all the way to Mania? Sheamus or Keith? ADK? Uh, Goldberg is the answer. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll come back in an episode in February, pop a rating, and uh, he'll be in the main events of WrestleMania, Brock. likely winning the title. Yeah, or, or Brock. Brock. Like, or Brock actually seems like the more likely option, really. Brock and Charlotte return, winning both the men's and women's Royal Rumbles. Stick to the status quo. You thought 2020 was the darkest timeline, folks. <laughs> This has been a year of fan service. We're in for four <laughs> years. Four years of Brock and Charlotte. Uh, Tyler Woodward. This Lana storyline is really pissing me off, and it's because of Nia Jax. Nia is dragging everyone around her down, sent her back to the performance center so she can learn how to sell again. Shayna teaming with her makes her look stupid. I want NXT Shayna back. Yeah, so um, Shayna's taken two pins now in two weeks. Remember how? Do you remember when she got like massively pushed in the elimination chamber, and everyone said, "Ha! You guys are idiots for believing Dave Meltzer saying that Vince doesn't like Shayna Baszler. Look how hard they pushed her in that one match that she had." And then ever since then, she's been nothing on the main roster, and is now in just this nothing team. And it's I agree with what you said in your review. Like this feud can lead to nothing good, other than I guess Lana and Asuka winning the tag titles at TLC. Oh, great. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> then what do you do? It's all Shayna Baszler ate Becky Lynch for nothing. Uh, Edna, 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 
Ender Madden. Was hoping Keith Lee would go after the US title next, but hopefully Lashley and Riddle will be fun. Yeah, I've got no complaints oh. about that direction. Ender, no, dude, like Keith Lee's purpose is to be just lost in the mid-card vortex. Like he is, <laughs> he's got his role now. He's a big guy. He can go out there, do big man matches, and that'll just keep getting him over. He doesn't need a storyline or a title program. Come on now. Renee. Hey, guys, I really enjoyed Raw last night, but that was probably because I found out I was officially an uncle. Hmm. Oh, congratulations, Renee. And couldn't keep a smile off my face and was positive the entire night. I hope you guys are having just a great day as I am. Oh, it's very kind of you to say. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hiya, lads. Firstly, if WWE do bliss on a pole match, I am done with this company. No, you're not Bacon Rasher. You're come back. They all come back. Also, Orton shouldn't be finding Fiend's weaknesses. Makes Fiend look weak. And why does WWE think Riddle was established 2015? Does my head, does my head in think he was a WWE idea? Um. Well, I mean, he didn't sign with WWE in 2015. It's just that did he start his wrestling career in 2015? Maybe. That would make sense. Know. It would be because yeah. it wouldn't be a WWE thing. That he was because he was only signed like last year or the year before. Um, but yeah, um, as opposed to yeah, as for the we'll get onto the autumn thing because I I mm. do have some thoughts uh, on that. I've got thoughts. <gasps> it's such a good job that you and I do a podcast on this show every single week because we've always got thoughts. Do you think we have the same thoughts? <gasps> oh, I don't. Well, we haven't talked about it. Set, so. Okay, three, two. One sandwiches. <laughs> Damn it. No, it didn't, didn't work. Sorry. And uh, finally, for now, the jam one, Ryan B. Jam. I enjoyed Raw last night. I hope uh, Seddy's ego, I guess that's Cedric, who's a terrible, <laughs> terrible version of his name, gets so big he tries to take over the herpes. Also, in case Ollie hasn't watched Fightful Stream, does he know <laughs> we should cancel Denise now? <laughs> the hating classic Christmas movies. I've heard so about this. I was going to say, on the Raw podcast they did yesterday, Denise said, and I quote, Home Alone is overrated, and I quote, Christmas is overrated, and I quote, Die Hard is boring. Um, I mean, really, though, like, it was, Sean went on a lunch. It wasn't just Denise. Sean said Elf is overrated. What? Like, it was just, I, I know, right? It was like a whole stream of it. Elf, to... Fakador. Here he is. Hello, oh, lads. How's it going? Hello, mate. Laurie, where have you been? We haven't seen you since... Survivor series. So, so what Survivor series? I just, I think I must have fallen asleep before the end of it. Frankly, like I've just, I've been really tired the last week, and I just, yeah, just sort of Dude, fell it was, asleep. It was and... Weeks ago, was it? Yeah, since when? It was like, it was no, like eight days it, ago. It wasn't. I've just yeah. went to sleep, woke up, and then come on here to chat to you guys just now. I thought you would call him in when you said Elf, but you talk about Elf the movie with uh, Thingy. What's his face? Why? Anything? Why are you looking at me like that? What? Well, it's, it's just you don't remember anything about the Survivor Series stream about the the Losers Lounge. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, went to Fort Awesome, and that was really great and Losers awesome Lounge. as it was. It, yeah, it was really fun. And then we came back and we watched the Undertaker retire, and then uh, for the eleventy seventh time, and then you know, then went to bed. I think. Then I had quite a lot of wine that day. You mm. so. So, so what happened? I think there was a glitch of an old Wrestle Talk video um, because you you momentarily appeared and said said some things 
I guess it's not worth going into if you don't remember. So, so, so uh, but what? you you were wearing you're wearing the fakeador mask. It, on the stream. Yeah, yeah the old was on the stream, mask. yeah. The original. Yeah, yeah. The red, like the, the red... The, yeah, the like the one that was locking us in cupboards and like, you know, sending people into YouTube and stuff. The one that burnt the, the one that but, destroyed the pigeons destroyed in well, the yeah, old studio. Was, that can't, it can't be right. <laughs> Because that mask is gone. We, we, the pigeons ruined the studio. We had to burn everything that was in there because it was all contaminated. The mask yeah. was—it was one of the things we had to burn, guys. I, I can't honestly. I can't believe that you're telling me that you saw me as Fakeador. Like that's gone. That's that's past me. That that's a different time in my life. I, I, I actually, I don't know, man. Like. Well, this is pretty scary. I'm so I'm sorry, lads, but there's no way he can't be back. He cannot be back. It's imp it's impossible. I can't. I, I, you know what? I can't even say this one. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Bye. Run, run as fast as you can. Can't escape me. I'm the fake it door man. Good luck for TLC, mate. Um. Cool. Uh, oh. Hmm. Jam, jam, jam that jam. Jam that jam, everyone. So lock your do you, your door's locked, right? Yeah. The the championships around my waist all the time now. No one's taking Alexa. It lock all doors. It's not how it works. Oh. But it's a good segue, let's move on quickly, uh, to the opening segment of this week's Raw, which was a moment of bliss. With... Oh, good, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's okay now I know because we okay like now. her. Uh, yeah. So Randy Orton comes out. They've actually done this segment before. They've done a whole freaking show around it. Now Randy wouldn't come out. So I appreciated when Randy did come out, he wasn't like, oh, oh no, I'm surprised it's a trap. He was out there for a reason, and that was to find the Fiend's weakness. Yes. Uh, so he, but yeah, he went out there and said that, I've known Bray for a long time. I've already found one of his weaknesses. It was a shack. So I burnt that down and rubbed myself in the ashes. And that's how I, I beat him. So I've just got to find the fiend's weakness. And the fiend's weakness is you. And then it led to this really awkward thing where like, you know, the fiend coming out and Randy was like, see, I told you. And Alex's like, but I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and Randy's like, but no, I, I told you. It was I, hokey. Um... I didn't actually mind that though. It was hokey. Yeah. But I, I quite, I got a kick out of it. So here is, here are my thoughts on this mm. segment. I quite like this as a character direction for the fiend, that he is the monster with a heart, and sort of like Alexa Bliss is that heart in a way, and he's actually, you know, he's sort of doing things to to protect uh, this this sort of person that he's got, he's almost infatuated with, um, in that monster kind of way. It'd have been nice if that had been built up, though, because up until now, 
there's been like bliss has just been part of firefly funhouse and just been sort of like indoctrinated into it there's been no hints or teases that the fiend wants alexa there because he's in love with her or or you know to, to that degree or like it is that alexa bliss is his weakness I'm not saying this was incredible storytelling, but it this was told on SmackDown during the Braun Strowman feud. That it was his weakness. Not that it's his weakness, but that he 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 has some protective sensibilities over Alexa, um, and that the idea that the that Bliss is his weakness, I think that's fine to reveal on this show. That was a nice story beat because the groundwork has been done in the past. Okay, I mean, maybe I will give you that. I will, I will admit that I'm wrong on that one. I don't feel like that story has been effectively told. Like yeah. this, like this, this, this moment here when Randy was like, "By the way, the you're the fiend's weakness," just felt like it came out of nowhere. Like it felt like it almost like we needed Randy to have worked that out and yes. then revealed it, as opposed to just this random one week being like BT Dubs, you're the weakness, and now I know what that weakness is. Yeah, it really felt like it just sort of came out of nowhere for him. Yeah, there had to be like some little thing that happened where Randy goes, yeah. wait a second, and yeah. puts it both together. You're right. That's much better storytelling. That, that's, that's maybe that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my uh, my benchmark is pretty low for Raw, <laughs> so I was I was fine with it. So my uh, thoughts on this, I liked it. I think it's an interesting development in how this is going. It's a nice way to make the fiend a bit of a like you said that that more empathetic monster what are the what are the movie precedents for this because i can only think of king kong which is uh, well and there's frankenstein's monster as well like he did he he had a, he didn't mean to hurt that little girl uh, that he that he drowned but but there was not a sort of love element there, no no there. like king king kong is the best example of yeah. this but like yeah there are so Jason never really had anything apart from his mother, I suppose. That's slightly different. I don't. I don't think that the fiend thinks that Alexa Bliss is his mom. Oh my God! I want Maybe Mrs. That'll... Wyatt. I want that <laughs> to come in at some point. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but the, my my actual thoughts were going to be that there's a line where Bliss asks Randy if he knows who's manipulating who, and I think that was just a line because it's a line and WWE scripts, generic stuff like that. But Bliss's performance in some parts, Randy picks her up, uh, the lights cut out, Randy just picks her up and the fiend appears and almost begs Randy to give Bliss over to him. And Bliss is just there like a doll. And like you would expect the, the Bliss I saw last week against Nikki Cross would go crazy and just start wailing on Randy and jump over to the fiend. She wouldn't let the fiend like be in that sort of state of desperation. She she obviously I mean it's it's sort of in awe, scared of the fiend by the way her and Bray looked up at the fiend last week. And sit, and then like Bliss is handed over to the fiend and she's just there like Chucky, just like sort of expressionless. And I thought is Bliss the one who's manipulating everyone here? I didn't pick up on that. I, mean, I, I think it's a really interesting direction if that is the case, though. I, but yeah, I think it was it was subtle enough that I did not pick up on it whatsoever. Which is which, but that's good. Like that's a good mm. version of storytelling, isn't it? It's just like you pick up on these little things, uh, so like the audience can then sort of discuss it, and you know, fan theories can come in this. And yeah, that's always a good part of storytelling. But yeah, I totally missed that. 
well, it's probably me reaching uh, North Dakota. That's is that no North Carolina can be made inventions. <laughs> Uh, so then we got this Symphony of Destruction match. Uh, Sorry, the, my favorite thing about that was like, like this is the bear in mind. This is the action that's in ring. The lights are all red. The fiend is like holding onto Alexa Bliss. Randy's walking up the stage, being like, "I told you, I knew you're the weakness." And then it cuts to the commentators. It was like, I mean, what a situation we found ourselves in. Raw up, Lex is Elias versus Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, tough job. Awkward yeah. transition there. Uh, after that and the Symphony of Destruction match. We got Riddle and Keith Lee speaking backstage about winning the WWE Championship. Riddle was fine here. It's mostly the material, but it got a lot worse later. Uh, yeah. Then we got Ricochet versus Slapjack. I know, right? Like, we got actual Slapjack in a singles match against um, Ricochet. Um, and he won. Slapjack did actually he? picked up. Well, he, I mean, he did win, didn't he? Yes. I think there's a way to win and lose at the same time. So Ricochet just destroyed Slapjack for the entire time. Slapjack's buddies came down, Mason Spunk, and Andali is always at ringside, causing some level of interference. And Slapjack just got the roll up victory. But I was going to say, the, the, the key we missed out there is that, yeah, T-Bar and the other fella ran down and Ali took them out. They tried to interfere again. Ricochet took Sorry, them and out. Ricochet, right. Yeah, Ricochet took them out. They tried to interfere again and Ricochet took them out <sighs> again. Uh, Dana Brooke also came down to ringside to interfere on Ricochet's behalf. Slapjack still somehow won. Funny thing about this was uh, Slapjack trying to cut a promo with that mask on because it was proper like... Oh, I'm gonna get you, Ricochet. I'm, just, I'm actually really take me seriously. Never go full Bane. But it wasn't even Bane. not even Bane though. And like, I think we can finally put to rest this idea that Ali put these masks on them and gave them these silly names to show it. Like that's all bollocks, mate. Mm. Absolute bollocks stuff that fans have put onto this. WWE think these names are cool. Like that is that that is the world that we live in. Uh, Ms. TV with Seamus was up next after that. I enjoyed Seamus a lot in this. I I love his sort of 1920s bruising Irish outfit that he, he wears. Uh, Ms. and Morrison are, have borderline go away heat for oh me. God, they're, yeah. they're very obnoxious in, a, in an off-putting way. Correct. But... I thought Miz, in particular, was very good in two parts of this show. One part in the main event, which we'll talk about later. And on here, he, he really affected, because he's such a good communicator, he really clearly got across why Seamus should be annoyed with Drew. That five years ago, it was Seamus who was sort of leading these charges. And now Drew has overshadowed him. Where's Seamus in all of this? So mm. I like that. And, and it was some... That one of my favorite things on Raw really is this Drew Sheamus thing, and oh yeah, I thought this was good. Yeah, I I didn't mind this at all. And then afterwards, like Miz and Morrison, you know, attacked uh, Sheamus and hit him with the, as Miz called it the money in the brink. But um, honestly, I, I didn't mind it because I thought like, oh, where's Drew? But they actually went out of their way to explain why Drew didn't come down to help him, and I like that. That mm. was a really really nice bit of writing. Uh, unfortunately, we went from that straight into the worst part of Raw right now. And, you know, I think I think we can all agree. I'd be surprised if anyone still is enjoying the Lana stuff. But all the power to you if you are. 
I think the majority of us can agree that this Lana storyline has uh, has massively overstayed its welcome. WWE have seen a a, a slightly funny recurring bit where Nia Jax puts Lana through a table and mistaken that for the entire basis of their women's division. Not just the not just the singles belts, but the women's tag team belts as well. I think I would the argument I would make is that WWE see Nia Jax as a star. So they are going to put the focus onto her and whatever storyline she is in is going to be the focus. Asuka is not a star to them, which is why Asuka is the raw. You could easily forget that she's the raw women's champion at this point because she has not naff all to do. Diddly dick in terms of storylines and feuds since Banks and Bailey. That was in the summer. She is holding onto that belt mm. until Flair comes back and Flair's just going to take it off of her and then they can actually start treating the belt seriously again. That is how WWC ask her, and that's a crying shame. But they really like Lana. You know, she got that big Chronicle 24-7, whatever show they do on the network. They are clearly, they want to do something with her. They see her. Like, I think that at this point, they think she's a much bigger star than Asuka is. In which case, just put the belt on Lana then. And... <laughs> And in this match, Lana pinned Shayna Baszler. So that's two weeks in a row now that Asuka and Lana have beaten Banks and ba uh, sorry um, Baszler and Jax. And I think that's going to lead into a TLC match or yeah. a match at TLC where they're just like these are going to have the, possibly their fourth match because there's every chance they're just going to have this match again next week. That's reportedly locked in as one of the oh, four uh, confirmed matches internally right now. That tag match, yeah, for the third time right now. Why wasn't uh, this for the tag belts, by the way? They beat the tag uh, champs last week. I don't know. I don't care. I think that there's, <laughs> so, there's so much wrong with this. And it, it's tough because that there's it's they, WWE have made it very hard to criticize this without making it seem like we're just ragging on Lana. Because one of my... Obviously, the story is crap. But what, the story isn't crap. I think the story would work if there was someone else in the role of Lana. Someone else who could actually wrestle. I'm not saying Lana's a terrible wrestler, but she's proven twice now that she doesn't have what it takes to be a top star in the women's division. That's fine. Not everybody can be the best wrestler in the company. What you can be is an excellent manager if that's not working out. But WWE has this weird compulsion about breaking up anyone who does anything good. So we've got no Zelina Vega being a manager, no Lana being a manager. And now they're just trying to, for, for the second time, remember, it's not like this is new or this is Lana's first chance. This is the second time or third time, whatever, that we've had Lana experimenting as a singles push wrestler. Not just in the mid card of the women's division either, not in a tag team, but right at the top with the women's tag belt, like the women's main belt as well. Asuka has already beaten her, and WWE themselves are presenting Lana as someone who can't wrestle. Mm -hmm. You know, she won this match via a fluke when Asuka needs Shayna in the head and Lana rolled over and accidentally pinned Baszler. And it's just. This this would work with a new character that you brought up who's bullied over and over and over again. This would have been great for Bailey. Original mm -hmm. NXT Bailey when she's first called up. She's trying yeah. to hug people, she's trying to get on well, but Nia Jax, this awful bully, keeps putting her through the table. And over time, Bailey gets better and better and better. And then she breaks through and finally beats Jax. The reason that works is because Bailey's a fantastic wrestler. The reason it will never ever work and this will never have a satisfactory payoff 
considering the amount of time and storyline and TV resources that have gone into building it, is simply because Lana isn't good enough in the ring. Yeah, there can be no conclusion to the storyline where she wins the title and feel credible at the same time. Like, like, like she's never going to be a credible women's champion, unfortunately. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't see much of the point in in a, in a lot of this, and. It sucks that like it's just Asuka's just she's tied up in all of this. But really, at the same time, who else are you going to feud with? Like who else feels Naomi. like Naomi? Well, yeah, is she? Yim. I don't know. Well, she Naomi is. Well, remember, Reckoning was going to be going after the the uh, women's title. Remember, like mm. they cut that promo. That that's the retribution story, isn't it? They cut these promos on social media or main event or talking raw or whatever it's called. And everyone's like, oh finally a direction for retribution then you get to raw and there's no direction there like because WWE don't watch any of those other shows that they do well uh let's let's move on from that utterly depressing uh, state of the raw women's division to check in with randy andy datson <gasps> yes randy we're coming to you we've seen you pop up here he is <laughs> walking along he hasn't got any sound it, let's try hasn't and got any sound that. mate there we go. Yeah. Hello, how are you? Very well. What are you up to, Andy? I'm walking along a river. You might recognise this river because it is right next to our studio. Oh. Over there. It is our studio block. That's the, that's the, have, the office. Andy, mm. Andy, just a, to give you some backseat direction here, uh, could you lift the camera up ever so slightly so we're not looking up your nostrils? <laughs> That'd be... Thank you. You need a selfie stick. Got anyway, over. <laughs> thank you, bud. Andy, we're, uh, we've had some technical issues already today, so tell us, tell us what you're here for. I'm here because I'm currently raising money for uh, the Al Mustafa Welfare Trust, which is a uh, charity based in South uh, Asia, which raises money for orphans, orphanages, uh, people who don't uh, have homes, people who don't have health care, food, you name it, they help them very much. So I'm currently uh, just about to hit about uh, 120 kilometers into my 500 kilometer walk. Um, wow. I, have, I, didn't, I didn't just, I didn't start that today. Uh, I have been walking for a few days. So, uh, but yes, I'm doing about uh, 25 kilometers a day. Um, my feet hurt a lot, but uh, Yes. Yeah, so, but thank you to everyone who has already donated. But if you would like to donate, then please uh, go to my Twitter, which is at Andy Datsun WT, and it's in the pinned tweet. Or you can go to justgiving.com forward slash Andy uh, hyphen 500. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who has done already. Um, but I, yeah, I'll be doing this for the next sort of two and a bit weeks now. I think the the link's just been uh, posted in the chat as well. So Thank you very much to whoever's done this. Thank you, awesome. Yeah. I, well, I miss you both, and I will. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back uh, next week. Good Web, luck. Website's falling apart without you. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Jam that jam. Jam that jam, Andy. Jam that jam, Andy. Good walking. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, go over what and a support. Guy. Andy. That's a good, good cause. Good yeah, cause. What a nice guy. Uh, so after the women's match, we got Drew and Sheamus talking backstage about how they're going to get revenge on Miz and Morrison. Uh, and that's, the, by the way, that's what this entire show is built around. Not the triple threat number one contenders match, <laughs> which I was super into. 
But Drew and Sheamus, well, first off, Drew McIntyre getting an interview. They plug this interview like it was the most important thing in WWE right now for that by the entire show. Ollie Davis, the WWE champion, was going to be interviewed. It, it is a big deal. That and, he does every week. And the main event match of Drew and Sheamus versus Miz and Morrison, which wouldn't even be interesting if we hadn't already seen Drew beat both Miz and Morrison in a handicap match. They had to do it after the triple threat, though, because of the AJ finish. Can't you do that next week? Uh, yeah, you could have done. Can't you main event the show with the triple threat? Doesn't that make I mean, the yeah. triple threat feel better? Yeah, but it's in the third hour. No one watches the third hour. That's the that is the problem. It's like Raw should only be two hours long. Uh, so after that, we got Xavier and Cedric Alexander. Xavier Woods, that is. Kofi Kingston announced that Xavier is going to be the new host of G4, a video game show in the States. I've never watched it, but it seems very important to him, so well done. Um, so, of course, he lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had to lose, didn't he? Because the hurt, because they've beaten the Hurt Business in the tag matches, so you've got to beat them in the singles match so mm. you can build up uh, perhaps another tag match uh, between the Hurt Business and New Day, because let's be honest, who else are they going to have matches with? There are no other teams on Raw for them to have matches with. You're right. What else could they have done? You're totally right. Um, so we got a rare singles match for Xavier Woods, which I was quite excited for. I'm a bit. Mm. I, I've loved him since he was Consequences Creed. I've always liked, uh, and Creed, Creed, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Hurt Business. Well, sorry, Cedric Alexander. They have a good like few minutes. Really, it went quite short. Cedric wins clean, cleanish, and then just storms off celebrating leaving the MVP and Shelton Benjamin in the ring. Yeah, now you used the word stormed off, which I would uh, insinuate yeah, to be yeah, sort yeah. of like an, an angry thing. But like what he was doing is he was celebrating. It was Cedric won here a singles match and he celebrated like he won a singles match, but he did not celebrate with the Hurt Business. This was almost like Owen Hart. I did it on my own. Mm. Like he just sort of walked off being like, yes, I beat Xavier Woods. I'm the man. I'm this and the other. And I love the fact that it was actually telegraphed before the match even started because they talked about how they pinned Shelton Benjamin in the two tag matches and Cedric said I'm not Shelton I'm you're not and you're not going to beat me already burying Shelton being like I'm better than you the hurt business success has gone to Cedric's head I really like this as a storyline although you are breaking up another tag team and you are <laughs> you don't have a lot of them as it currently is i don't think you should just be breaking up more of them i think because i liked it as well because but i think the reason i liked it is because it's something you know i oh, think it's yeah, easy yeah. it's easy to confuse something happening something different happening with that's good and mm -hmm. I, th oh, yeah. I think that's the case here because I like Cedric. I like the Hurt Business. I like storylines. But this is not something that should be happening right now for the Hurt Business as a unit. They're still very fresh, nor for the tag division in general. No. No, I agree. Uh, after that, we got the triple threat, the sudden death triple threat, which is a triple threat between Riddle, AJ and Keith Lee. I enjoyed it. There were some fun okay. spots. 
yeah. but it only went 10 minutes. I was a bit, I had higher expectations for this. I actually thought it went a little bit longer than I'm surprised to say here it only went 10 Belt minutes. Belt, I felt 10, like it, it felt like it went through two ad breaks. So, um, I mean, I thought, yeah, I felt like it got time. I really enjoyed it. I thought these guys worked incredibly well together, as you would imagine. It's Keith mm -hmm. Lee, Matt Ridlin, and AJ Styles. Um, AJ hit the phenomenal forearm out of nowhere for the win. I thought it was a really, really fun match, though. I loved watching these three work together. I thought Lee, the story they were telling with Dave Wright, really putting him over like hard as like he is the big, strong guy, but also can do, excuse me, all the, all of the athletic stuff. I really, really like this. Yeah, I, there was a really oh, excuse me. There was a really fun spot where was it Keith AJ tried to pin Keith Lee, and Keith Lee kicked out so hard he threw AJ onto Matt Riddle, who was also down to create yeah, another near. Fall. That was a really good. He had a moment when uh, 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 Matt Riddle had him in sort of like a, a, ch a choke of some kind, like with his legs, and then AJ gets into the ring. So Keith Lee just swings Matt Riddle, who has got this choke mm. hold onto him, into AJ Styles. Really, really good stuff. Yes, yeah, so that was good. Uh, and I, I I was fully expecting a screwy finish somewhere. Someone like, you know, we've got to we've got to protect everyone. But no, AJ pinned Riddle with a phenomenal forearm. Perfectly yeah. setting up Riddle for that US title shot. <laughs> well, you can't pin Keith, can you? Mm. I I yeah, I liked it. I like all three guys in it. I just feel like the placement was wrong. I know more people would have watched it in the second hour, but I feel like this this should have been the main event match and it should have gone longer in fairness isn't next week's the go home show or is it is the week it's after the go weeks. home show for, they're two weeks for tlc oh my god they're not coming around that thick and fast are they no i think it's two weeks sunday so i think they've got two, two weeks. shows they've, they've got, got two more got two shows. episodes of raw yeah oh god <laughs> <laughs> don't want any more wrestling uh after that we got dana brooke versus reckoning so this was set up earlier and it was when it was off the back of Reckoning attacking Dana Brooke pre-Survivor Series to get her off the team when they're replaced by Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. And yeah, this is Dana Brooke, remember? I like Dana Brooke, but it's not like she's been presented as this force in the women's division. Reckoning drops her mask right from the get-go, which might have been intentional, and loses even with Ali distracting Brooke in a matter of minutes. I don't think it was an accident. I don't think it was on purpose. I genuinely think this was an accident that the mask just fell off. And like, and it, cause it, it wasn't like she had this sort of big takeoff moment. She went to do a move and then the mask fell off. Mm. And then they just sort of carried on as if she hadn't have lost the mask because the, like the commentators weren't drawing attention to it. They weren't saying like, Oh my God, me like, sorry, reckoning has lost her mask. No, nor were they like, Oh my God, that's me a yim under there. They just acted like nothing had happened, which makes me think it was purely an accident. The reason I say it might have been intentional is because Ali said in his promo afterwards, he gets in the ring, says retribution isn't about failure. Like we don't have losers. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Rich, rich words coming from him there. But also mm. this idea that if, if you lose the mask, if you drop the mask, you're not worthy to be in retribution. But that wasn't what his promo was, wasn't it? He didn't say you took off the mask. He just said, like he he said, you failed. Mm. And she did fail because she got beaten, even though Ali was trying to distract on her behalf. Do you think she's out? Do you think no more reckoning? No, I think they'll they'll draw this out a little bit longer, I guess. Oh great. I don't know. Like it's hard to, it's hard to care about retribution. It really is. I couldn't quite understand what happened next. 
John Morrison gave AJ Styles a pie. Yeah, because... Okay, so here's what they were trying to get AJ to help uh, Miz beat up Drew so that uh, uh, Miz could cash in money in the bank and win the WWE title. And they were offering him a pie to you know as sort of like a, a make do to be like hey if you scratch my back i'll scratch yours we've made you this lovely pie could you help us beat up um drew so we could win the title off of him and aj said yeah of course i'll help i'll easily beat you there's but uh, beating drew's gonna be much harder so i'd much rather face you in a match than i would drew mcintyre that's a smart that's a smart heel that's a smart heel character there from aj which then like so i think that is all grand it made the finish of the next match make no sense whatsoever because AJ then interferes in the main event and is pointing at Mr. Terms to cash in and Miz is like, what are you doing? I'm like, you made this plan. You were literally talking about this in the back, not five minutes ago. This is what you were going to do. Now, what are you doing? Why are you interfering in my match? What do you mean I should cash in? I think it's, yeah, I I, I didn't mind it, but I, I totally understand why, why you why you don't like it because the idea of Miz being told to cash it in because he's easier to beat and go, no, no, how dare you say that? But then going, no, I'm going to cash it in actually. Like that's quite a, I think that's quite funny for his character. But he didn't, <laughs> that wasn't the reaction he had when mm -hmm. like AJ made the decision with him. It was just more like, Oh goody, I get to be WWE champion. Yeah, it's like those two bits are completely separated. If you if you yeah. just take the action in the main event, I guess. But yeah, the after that epic uh, interview with Charlie Caruso in the ring, where <laughs> Drew McIntyre said, "Let me check my notes here." Nothing. He said nothing of note. Yeah, he basically said that he's going to face Roman Reigns again, and that Miz is only relevant because of the uh, the briefcase. Great, the and... Scottish warrior. Yeah, Keith Lee also approached Seamus backstage and said, are you, are you going to turn on Drew? Because Drew's my mate. I thought, mm -hmm. oh, God. Look, because Seamus and Drew, I really feel like they, they've made me believe they are friends. Busting heads and drinking kegs. It mm -hmm. just speaks to me. Oh, I, yeah. don't, I don't think Drew and Keith are friends in the WWE universe. But they keep talking about how they are friends. That that was like all of Keith's stuff when he came I up know, was like his relationship with Drew. So it, it it kind of works in a way. Tell don't show. Tell don't show. That's what they teach you. But this match, uh, the main event, Seamus and Drew versus Miz and Morrison, was just Seamus and Drew beating up Miz and Morrison for ages until Seamus distracted himself by talking to AJ, and that allowed Miz and Morrison to get the heat. AJ causes the dq and then they have an argument with Miz about him trying to cash in in the end drew just pops up hits the claymore and sort of stands tall at the end of it yeah getting a bit annoyed by drew invincible drew now is that a question for me or is that a statement of fact a bit of both <laughs> um yeah kind of because he took two finishes right like he took starship pain and he took the skull crusher finale now, it is from Mizzou Morrison, who shouldn't be taken seriously. So I guess that's why he's able to just get up. Like, if it had been from the Phenomenal Forearm, I probably would have been more annoyed. Well, there was the Phenomenal Forearm not long before that. I know, but like he then got hit with Starship Pain and uh, the Skullcraft Finale, which actually gave him back health. <laughs> so that he was able to stand up again. Yeah, I I love Drew. I've I've really been a fan of how strongly he's been booked and protected. But I I think 
he should occasionally sell stuff. Uh, I, mm -hmm. th it irks me a little bit here. Uh, and I've seen loads of people find the AJ. So afterwards, AJ sort of trash talking, being that yappy dog to Drew, saying how he's going to beat him as he's carried away by that huge guy up the ramp. Osmo? Is that his Whenever name? Osmos? I think it's like Osmos and, and yeah, like that is funny. The individual performances there were very funny. But it's the it's the WWE title picture. It's Drew McIntyre. I don't it's funny, but is it good? I would say um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just because it's it's something. And um, you know, and it was a thing that I yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't really mind it too much, but I didn't really uh hate it either way. Mm. I, I actually had no opinion on it. Overall, this was a I gave it a two out of four. I, I thought this was a, a below average show. Uh, I would actually wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, I don't have the graphic up for the poll on a poll match because I did forget. Can you fill for time while I grab it? It's okay. I can just tell you what the result was. We don't need to say. Uh, so 52% thought it was good. Yes. Yeah, with 22% saying that it was poor and 16% saying it was terrible. Only 9% thinking it was excellent. Well, yeah, let's see what you guys think in the Ultra Chats. Last call for Ultra Chats. Get them in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Scott Young, why did AJ and Miz reveal their plan about him cashing in on Drew with a whole camera set up in front of them? That's one of the things I hate in wrestling. Folk pretending cameras don't exist. That's just, that's always been there. Like, I think if, if that is something that you've unfortunately just got to get past because it's, that's just that happens in wrestling all the time i you know credit to tna tna tried to make it work do you remember like during the bishop <laughs> hogan era where it was like the camera was actually like outside of a door like sort of zooming in like crash zooming in so you were actually not going to spying on a conversation as opposed to there just being a camera crew in front of you like it was someone chatting in front of them like it was someone jacking off in a wardrobe all the time mm. yeah yeah uh, I I think even if they did, even if Drew did see that video, I don't think it would have changed how he acted because he's he's, well, he's bro Seamus. They're going to beat him also, up. Also, it's the Miz. Like, like part of my French, but Drew doesn't give a fuck. Like, it's the Miz. Like, he doesn't he doesn't care. Language, Luke. <laughs> Carol, uh, Carol One's Trekkie three eight six says, "What a stream today." Glitches, tea cozies, and miracles needed. I wonder if Vince thinks that the fiend and the Alexa are the new power couple to replace Otis and Mandy. Oh dear God, they'll be broken up before you know it. Vince always seems to have some sort of romance angle going. Hashtag Ford Awesome. Hashtag Fagador is coming. All that stuff. Hashtag Yes, please. Um, yeah, I don't know if they will be the new power couple. Were Otis and Mandy a power couple, or were they just a couple? They were a couple. Did they get? The, are they now broken up? Like in story, are they no longer a, an item anymore? Well, they can't. Brands? Yeah, they can't possibly hang out in their private time. Maybe they can't. <laughs> social bubbles. Tyler Woodward for TLC. The women's tag title on the line in a tables match against Lana and Asuka. Asuka gets attacked before making it a handicap match. Shayna turns on Nia, helps Lana beat Nia, and then Shayna murders Nia vacate them and tournament for the titles in NXT. 
Hold on. So Shayna turns on Naya. Lana beats Naya. So, but does Lana not then get the belt? Uh, yeah, that would make Lana the tag team champions. Solo. Do you know what? Send the belts to NXT. Yeah. Like, that's they've that's got, actually the best course of action for them at this point. They've got enough talent down there, definitely, to make that work. Job into hot tag. Yeah. Um, Reese Johnson got the best receipts of the month today for my PFK and a Wrestle Talk patronage. Thank you very much, Reese. Enjoy that sweet extra bonus content. Uh, Amro, now that Fake Door is back, why aren't you promoting uh, Wrestle Talk episode one, The Fake Door Menace? I got I got it recommended the other day. It's so funny. I died when Alexa, I can say it out loud. I don't have one. First came to the realization, then was like, ah, I'm sure it's fine. JK, obviously, I mean Ollie. Yeah, well, uh, you can go back and relive the Fagador Menace over on Wrestle Two, which is Indeed. which is the Wrestle Talk Expanded Universe supercut of that uh, critically acclaimed storyline. Bacon Rasher, hi again, lads. Just want to add, I'll be totally merged up come Boxing Day. Lots of links to Wrestle Talk merch on my Christmas list to my lady partner. I'm 36 years old. Everyone to remember <laughs> to support each other. Jam that flan. Hashtag JTF. Itch each other. Um, but wait. Um, Burt Wayne, uh, sorry, Burt Wayne rather, FYI, the Fagador promo was meh. The V is promo was expressively cinematic and much more inducive. He is risen, Gorilla Press of YouTube. Josh, hey, Josh is in the chat. Josh is in the chat. Hey, Buzz, this is getting scary. Hopefully everything won't be Fagador soon. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's fine, Josh. Laurie's a good guy. He's put those things behind us. And Amrit, who is looking for a sequel, uh, will there be a Attack of the Fakadors? By the way, didn't Elias's hand protect Jeff's head on the fall? If you look a bit closely. Uh, also, fun fact: I saw AJ versus Drew once in a dark match in London. It was pretty good. Well, we can go to the footage. I don't think the hand is gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's falling for a great height. You're not cradling a head. Like, if anything, it's just gonna his head hand is gonna hit the steel instead. It's nothing gets cradled in this. The hand does nothing. Watch. Oh. Oh, no, it's okay. The hand caught it. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have time for today. Hey, I'm going to read out. Remember we asked for people just, you know, asking, how are you? How are you? How are you? Um, right, well, we've got Oh, what? As soon as I'm about to start, someone is logged into the support at WrestleTalk email, which means it's now refreshed. And it's just like, uh oh. God, so one second, one second. Because today's, today's era, it's not just the 1st of December, it's the most magical time of that admin year for WrestleTalk, where we delete everyone's uh, emails that they've sent in that's older than like, well, a month, really. Uh, so we don't violate GDPR standards. So that was hey. fun deleting all your lovely messages you sent in over the last six months <laughs> that we have responded to um ethan is in first and says hi lads during lockdown instead of losing my job uh, or hours i was given more hours which happened to fit perfectly after my third child being born in january Ooh. i work nights as a security guard in australia and australia and patrol the external area of my station. And that means I get to listen to your podcast videos whenever they drop on the channel. Regards, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. I'm not accusing Ethan of this at all. 
but it was quite a widely shared story near the start of the pandemic when Australia locked that. <laughs> d- sorry, oh my god, oh, I never say the S word, Davis. That's <laughs> extra work for me, man. Oh no, <laughs> it's the Aussie. It's the Aussie and their uncouth nature. I swear, <laughs> just slipped out of me when I thought I was talking to Ethan. Anyway, god, I thought it was just going to be Denise. I said, or Denise and Adam that I had to do that for. They locked that S word down. But one thing they didn't account for was the horniness of the people <laughs> meant to patrol and guard those who were self-isolating. So if you flew into Australia, you had to pay to be put up in a hotel for about two weeks as that sort of self-quarantining thing. Great measures. I think that's a really smart idea. But what Australia didn't account for was that the people in the hotel started having sexual relations with the security guards and personnel. And no then the way. security guards would take that home into the community. And that's, no you got way. a big spread there. I'm not saying wow. Ethan did that. Fourth child, Ethan. And that's what happened. <laughs> who knows how many children, Ethan? Uh, this next one comes in from Jay, who says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, and everyone at Rust Talk. Thankfully, I could say I've made a complete 180 from when lockdown started to now. I went from a toxic seven year relationship to not knowing where I was going to live to finding myself in a very good and healthy relationship with a girl I reconnected with from oh. high school and living with one of my best friends I've known for 12 years. Lockdown has been hard on me as I suffer with bipolar depression and anxiety, but with help from people around me and you lovely people at Wrestle Talk, I've found myself in a much better headspace. Most of the time i have so much going on in my head that it's hard to calm and relax and my work unfortunately doesn't help matters thankfully now while i'm at work i can listen to you uh, listen to one headphone and i can listen to your podcast including the very lovely patreon content especially after dark and i always look forward to quizzle mania mainly i just want to say thank you for everything that you do especially in times like this when laughter truly is the best medicine wishing you guys all the success and happiness in the world jam that jam can i get a yes please sincerely no, jay Yes, please, Jay. I think Jay, you know, not not that I said that I, I was looking for a winner of lockdown. Uh, that is a cruel competitive thing element to add to this <laughs> lovely segment you brought to the table. Yes. I think Jay's winning. That's, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a live turnaround right there. Well, but, we, but we don't know what Ethan was doing on his patrols. <sighs> yeah, he could have been repopulating Australia. Scoring left, right and centre. This is the prequel to Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Ethan becomes, what's that, old <laughs> Joe? Whatever, <laughs> whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> all these war boys. The war boys. Uh, Will <laughs> says, hey, Luke, Mr. Davis. Uh, I heard you call out for iTunes review and emails. So I'll do both. Unfortunately, both of my wife and I tested positive for COVID today, but we're going to do oh. our best to stay safe. I just rejoined Patreon and really enjoyed your Survivor Series 2001 review. In quarantine, my plan is to go through the archive, starting at Money in the Bank 2011 and working my way forward. Will, that's a heck of a look. Because that's one a month for the last three years, I think, we've been doing wow. um, uh, Talk Extra for. So that's a lot to get through. Uh, one of them's got Pete on Oh, no, one's got Pete on it. Um, on another note, I just want to say how much I appreciate all your hard work. I discovered the channel literally the day that Luke formally joined and did the oh. WrestleMania predictions, and I've been hooked ever since. I shared a story a long time ago with you about how my dad played pool with Hogan and Austin, and my mm. dad couldn't remember Stone Cold's name, so we called him Wild Bill Austin. <laughs> I emailed into you guys a lot when you found out my wife was pregnant, and again with a newborn picture of my daughter, uh, 
uh, daughter Shay was born in a local medical facility. You guys feel like part of my extended family. I just want to wish, uh, wanted to wish you and your families and the rest of the crew all the best for a long email. And here's a picture of my daughter. Love you guys. Stay safe. Will from the New York area. That's a lovely picture that you've shared of Shay. Thank you so, so much for that email. Where does Will rank in your uh, overall competitive nature? Well, he, he literally just said he's been diagnosed with COVID. Yeah. So that's that's not that's not near the top with Jay, but it sounds like he's he's made some really good like becoming a Wrestle Talk Patreon during lockdown. I mm. think has got to be up there with with the achievement of leaving your seven year long toxic partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so- I think, yeah, he's, he's up there. Well done, Will. <laughs> Uh, Seth Amphetamines is up next. Uh, well, boys, long-time viewer, listener, Patreon, Seth Amphetamines here. Needless to say, 2020 has been crazy for everyone. But at the end of 2019 and into 2020, I was doing a lot of LSD. Uh, and it was... Uh, <laughs> don't, <laughs> no, please, please don't. Oh, what is it? Does LSD stand for something else? No, no, no. And it, it carries on. And it was too much in hindsight. <laughs> Bloody hell. Usually people skirt around the fact for hardcore hallucinogenics. They yeah. you know, they they say Lucy in the sky with diamonds, or they call it by a silly name. No, wow. <laughs> no. Seth Amphetamines. Your username seems very appropriate in hindsight. Bang, straight in there. Uh, nearly every weekend, in fact. At the end of February, I was a borderline addict. My girlfriend of a year and a half broke up with me. COVID hit. Ooh. I found out my grandpa had a form of cancer, all in the span of a few weeks. My girlfriend and I got back together in about April or May and have been happily together since. But the months after then were some of the darkest in my life. Now in November, I'm doing a lot better. I've come to terms with my grandpa's condition, come to terms with the scar on my relationship and really come to terms with myself. And I haven't done uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds in about five months. And you guys have been there with me throughout all of it. I love you guys. I'm doing better uh, than I uh, have all year. I just turned 21 and it's now about to be Thanksgiving. I've lot to be thankful for. Anyway, I hope you guys stay happy and healthy. Jam that jam. I do love you guys. Sincerely, Seth Amphetamines. Wow, what a journey, Seth. I mean, congratulations. Like you, you, you've had some very tough, dark times there, and you've you've pulled through. And wow, every weekend. Yeah, it's not at, an addictive substance. That's that's is the it, remarkable thing. I had it. I no 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 no. Not hallucinogenics in general. This is not advice, anyone. I was I'm not. <laughs> I'm not enabling anyone. Uh, but no, no, hallucinogenics of that sort aren't generally they're not they're not addictive in the style like a, a, a tobacco or something like that is. I guess it's more just the sort of experience you associate with it, the escapism. But yes, I think definitely that sounds like you were doing it too much. So, yeah, well, well done for 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 getting a hold on a, an issue at a time when a lot of, it's very hard to do so. So oh, that's yeah. that's to be commended. The important question is, though, is how are you ranking it? He's third. (laughs) (laughs) Ethan's Ethan's at the bottom, this one. Ethan's at the bottom. Mary, <laughs> Mary's up next. Says hello, WrestleTalk team. Good day from a pod after Dan Under. I've been listening for just over a year, having been influenced by my younger brother to give you a listen. That's a good bit of uh, advice there, people. Tell your friends about this show. I tend to watch live. Uh, uh, th- sorry, I tend to watch wrestling live, except for the Royal Rumble. So your podcast 
oh sorry i don't tend to watch wrestling live except for the royal rumble so your podcast and the wwe twitter page keeps me up to date with what's going on i was listening to the raw review you asked my listeners to email in asking how they've been doing in lockdown and honestly i've been doing okay hey. I've, been very I've been very fortunate to live in sydney where there hasn't been as many tough restrictions as our melbourne friends my office went reluctantly into a work from home mode in the last week of march and really threw a lot of people out of whack as i'm sure with a lot of people it's really something we've never had to think about before we're all working from our home for around six weeks then went into a rotoring system um I'm guessing that is rotoring. I mean, you've written roastering, but I'm assuming it's a, maybe a rostering system. No, it's where, where people... each each person gets to like insult everyone else mm. for for a day. Maybe. Or like a rotisserie chicken where it's just, you mm -hmm. know, spinning round and round. Have you been watching I'm a Celebrity? Absolutely not. Oh, it's fantastic. They had a rotisserie style challenge on last night's show where, um, oh, God damn it. What's the name of the opera singer? I don't know. I can't remember. Pavarotti. No, Russell Watson, I think his name is. And he was stuck to a rotisserie. And then he was like, as it went round, he went into this vat of freezing animal mush. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, where people can, sorry, Mary's, it continues, where people can opt in and out of working in the office twice a week. I've been very fortunate that it's just my husband and I in the house of so this room for us to work, but I truly applaud those who have got families and are all confined to their houses. It was, however, also hard to turn yourself off at the end of the day, knowing that you're in the same place as you work in 24 hours a day. At peak lockdown, I started catching up with friends on Zoom on a weekly basis, and it was a constant joy in an otherwise dull and sometimes draining week. The introduction of Quizzlemania has been the highlight of my week, even if I'm watching even if I'm watching it by myself. Like a lot of people, there have been bad days where you just don't want to get up or go to work in the morning, or even the paranoia that hits you when you do your weekly shop. But I'm glad to have a wonderful family and friends to talk to and who can support me. I'm not sure if your Christmases will be normal or not in the UK, depending on what Boris decides to do next, but I hope you, the Rest Talk team, and the podcast listeners all around the globe manage to find some Christmas cheer in what has been a truly rubbish year. Thinking happy thoughts for 2021. Jam that jam. Merry a Podswafter from Sydney, Australia. Australia. Thank you very much, Mary. Yeah, it sounds like you've had it pretty good, but no, like, no big events. Mm. There's no, like, Are big, you... you haven't kicked a drug habit. You haven't <laughs> got back together with a high school sweetheart. You haven't moved house. Yeah, I think, you... I think Down Under really is Down Under in this rankings at the moment. You're below Ethan. As the problem is Australia got this down so quickly. Like they knew what they were doing mm. from day one. So they don't have the fraught stories that we do. Lastly, Matt Sweeney just says, feeling fine. Feeling fine. Good to hear, Matt Sweeney. Very, very good. You're also and above it... Mary. Is <laughs> <laughs> all we've got time for for this edition of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please do continue to get your emails in. We'll just delete them next month. Uh, support <laughs> at WrestleTalk.com. Send us an email. Continue to give your reviews on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell a housemate. Tell a neighbor. Do whatever you can to get this spread out. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. We'll speak to you in a few days' time when, likely, Kenny Omega will be the new AEW World Champion. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.